Hey Rebel, welcome to Untoxify Your Relationship. Here we will talk about all things healthy and how to get that toxic mess out of you and your partnership. I'm your host, Melissa Webb, a practicing licensed mental health therapist with 10 years experience. I've been on a journey encouraging women to throw the middle finger up at society and to become a rebel, to go against the grain of who and what you are supposed to be and grow into what God has created you to be. And I do this by teaching them skills to cultivate stronger relationships through healthy theology and mental health practices. All right, let's go ahead and hop into it. Hey, y'all, it is episode 10. I'm in double digits finally. And today we are going to talk about self-sabotage. One of my favorite things to talk about. So I'm excited to get into this topic. Story time. So if you know about Sarah in the Bible, Sarah and Abraham, God promised Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. He told his wife Sarah this, and then Sarah proceeds to self-sabotage the relationship. He's like, how do you know that the Bible didn't actually say that she self-sabotaged but oh she certainly did <laughs> by the definition of self-sabotage self-sabotaging is thoughts or behaviors undermining your best intents and conscious intentions so with sarah she ended up self-sabotaging her relationship by saying god has not given me a child yet so we gonna go ahead and have hagar do this thing and abraham was like all right cool and so he went on and had sex with Hagar. Hagar ended up getting pregnant. Hagar started hating on Sarah and, you know, making fun of her and all of this. And then Sarah goes to Abraham and says, look what you did. Uh, this is all your fault. And then Abraham tells her to go ahead and do whatever she wants with the woman. So then she bans her from the camp. So what we see is Sarah self-sabotaging her relationship because all she had to do will sit there and look cute and wait for God to do what God going to do. Instead, Sarah ended up manipulating the situation and doing things that undermined her relationship. What we see is Sarah letting fear lead her because she knew this was a promise God gave Abraham. So for her, she was like, well... It must not be me because clearly I don't have a baby yet. So it got to be through someone else. Um, and I believe that there was some thought patterns there with Sarah that made her to believe that as well. So it was like that fear of the unknown, the fear that God was not going to do the miracle through her. So it had to be through someone else. We look at Sarah and we judge her and be like, I don't know how Sarah could have did something like that. But in 2023, we do the same exact thing that Sarah did. When it comes to fear of the unknown or when it comes to our low self-esteem, we end up self-sabotaging our relationships as well. So self-sabotage allows fear to lead you. So when you are self-sabotaging, this is not you. This is fear leading you to mess up opportunities or relationships that you have. So we're going to talk about what is self-sabotage today. We're going to talk about how it shows up in your relationship and how to fix it. Because clearly it's one thing to know that you're doing it. It's another thing to know how to fix it. 
So self-sabotage is a thoughts or behaviors undermining our best interests and conscious intentions. Self-sabotage is a protective mechanism created by our psyche that our body uses to protect itself. In other words, you may not even be aware that you are self-sabotaging. And this isn't something that you do on purpose. Self-sabotaging shows up in, I'm only going to talk about two ways. It shows up in a lot of different ways, but I figure I only bring up two ways it comes up. So it shows up with fear of the unknown or a lack of faith. When we lack faith, that is to believe that someone or something should not be trusted. This causes us to want to control and not be at the mercy of others. A lack of faith can look like trying to control everything around you, including things that are outside of your control. You become the ruler of your life instead of God ruling over your life. And we can see this with Sarah in the story. She tried to control the situation um, because I believe she had a lack of faith. She said, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abraham agreed with Sarah's proposal. So as you see, Sarah went on and made this proposal, trying to manipulate the situation to make this promise happen. When all she had to do, like I said, sit there and look cute and let God do God things. When you start manipulating situations, what ends up happening is that you get out of your lane and you move into God's lane. I know I talked about this in an earlier episode where there's three lanes. The lane in the middle is your lane and the two lanes on the outside of your lane is God's lane. So what we end up doing sometimes when we try to control and manipulate situations is that we move in and out of our lane, well, in and out of God's lane. So move to my lane, to God's lane, to God's lane, to my lane. And that's just us trying to control situations. Now you say, what's in my lane? Like, why do I move out of my lane? My lane is everything that I can control, which is me. I can control whether or not I get out of bed. I can control whether or not I eat junk food for breakfast. I can control a lot of different things that have to do with me. Now, what's in God's lane is the lane that looks very enticing. (laughs) Um, God's lane is everything that we as people, we want to control. That's other people. That is the weather, that is our job, that's our bosses, that's our partners. So that's God's lane. Only God can control those things. So like I said, when something happens and we're like, ooh, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I know what I want it to look like. So let me go ahead and control slash manipulate the situation. And that can cause destruction in itself. And we can also crash. We can do a lot of different things when we start swerving in and out of lanes. The best place to be is in our lane because it's the slow lane. It's the lane in the middle. It's the lane that's just like we just here chilling. We're cruising, right? And let God do what God do. And also trying to control everything is very exhausting because at the end of the day, we was not made to control everything. So when we move out of that realm, it gets very exhausting. Another thing that we try to do when fear of the unknown or lack of faith show up is we run back to the familiar. Something I tell my clients all the time, but even my friends, if their partner broke up with them, mostly these are females I'm talking to. So if their partner broke up with them, they're going to come back. They always come back. The ex always comes back. And so when the ex comes back, sometimes 
they go back to them because that's what's familiar. I always tell people like, hey, they're going to come back. What are you going to do when this person shows back up in your life? So a lot of times people like the familiar because they already know what to expect, right? So there is no fear to unknown. You already know. I already know this person. We done built a relationship. I know his mama, his daddy, <laughs> and I know what I'm getting into. Therefore, I don't have nothing to be afraid about. When people keep going back to the familiar, they end up not moving forward because they end up getting stuck. They get stuck in these cycles or they get stuck in these toxic relationships. And sometimes they end up not working. I'm not saying every time you go back, it doesn't work. A lot of times you go back, it doesn't work. <laughs> or when you go back to things that are familiar, when you're comfortable and you feel like that tug of like, I need to go do something else. I need to go do something new. And doing that new thing is scary because it's the unknown. What ends up happening is people stay comfortable and then they don't end up moving. And so they just stay stuck or stagnant. This is how self-sabotage shows up when you have a lack of faith or you're fearing the unknown. So how do we fix it? One way you can fix it is accept that you can only control you. Try and control someone else is just straight up crazy. And when you also try to control other people, it's just downright manipulative because clearly you're manipulating the situation. That way it plays out in your favor. So we don't want to do that. We don't want to be manipulative. That's toxic. And here we are trying to untoxify our behaviors and our relationships. Another thing you can do is have a conversation with yourself and have a conversation with your partner because there might be some lack of trust in your relationship. If you don't have faith in them, ask yourself, do I trust them? Do I trust them to do X, Y, Z? And the last thing that can help you with the fear of the unknown, the lack of faith is contentment and gratitude. Contentment is just being happy with where you are. Gratitude is being thankful. So in Philippians 4 and 6, y'all know this is my favorite verse because I always bring it up. It says, don't worry about anything. and said, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you experience God's peace, which extends anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So don't worry, but pray and thank him. And you experience this peace, gratitude, and contentment are two things that work hand in hand. If you're content with where you are, thank God for where you are and you experience his peace. And also there's no worry in the present. It's only when you worry about the future, the things that haven't happened, or you worry about the past, the things that have happened and you want them to change is where all that worry comes from. So if you practice mindfulness, you'll be able to stay present and not worry about the fear of the unknown. Another way that self-sabotage shows up is when you have a lack of self-esteem. And self-esteem is just how you think about yourself. So when you don't have, when you have low self-esteem, it means that you have a very low view of yourself. And a lot of times that happens with the story that we are telling ourselves. In the therapy world, we call this our core beliefs. Core beliefs can be a lot of different things and they can come from a lot of different situations either from trauma or from something that someone told you and it just kind of stuck with you throughout your life. This can happen in childhood, when you're a teenager, 
or even as an adult where this core beliefs just kind of takes root and it kind of grows. Some core beliefs that people have are, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I have to be in control. It's all my fault. I'm bad. I'm a failure. I'm alone and I can't trust my judgment. These are just some of them. I'm not saying this is all of them. This is not an exhaustive list. I'm sure there's more, but these are ones that I've heard when I'm doing therapy with people. So the way this works is our thoughts control our feelings. Our feelings control our actions. I've talked about this before in previous episodes. So if, a, if we have a thought of I'm not good enough, the feeling can be sadness, anger, irritability, anxiousness. And the actions can be a lot of different things and can show up differently in our relationships. So one of them can be that you feel like you don't deserve your partner. So if you feel like you don't deserve your partner, that action can look like leaving the situation or just saying things like, I don't deserve you. I feel like I'm not worthy enough to be in this relationship. Another action can be having a hard time showing up for yourself. So So then you lack self-care or you're always overcompensating and saying yes to everybody. Then you become a people pleaser and it's always, yes, I can do this. Yes, I can do that. Just to prove that you are good enough for people. And again, you can always convince yourself that this relationship isn't for you. So that looks like you always ghosting people or just not showing up in a way where you feel like you deserve the relationship that you're in. So the other way that shows up is the story that other people say about you. You've been hurt before. So you've been hurt in these other relationships. Let's say you've got a divorce or you just went through a really bad relationship and you haven't healed, but yet you're steady going into these other relationships just because you want a partner. What ends up happening is you end up spilling all your stuff on your partner because you haven't healed from this other relationship, which means that you end up self-sabotaging this new relationship because you failed to go get your healing from someone. Now, healing is on a spectrum, and I think sometimes it happens in the process Yes, it can happen instantly and it can also happen in the process. That means going to therapy, um, seeking out God, getting the mentor, all the things that can help you to heal and also doing the work yourself, using the tools, using self-help books, all the things that can help you to heal. So that way when you go into these new relationships, you're not spewing out all your toxic stuff from these other relationships. How do we fix it? How do we fix low self-esteem? First things first, find the core. Once you know what your core belief is, find out where it came from and then heal from that. And then once you heal from that, you can see that core belief popping up in every other aspect of your life. But if you fix the core, then it's easier to fix the other situations where it shows up. Positive affirmations. I believe I talked about this two episodes ago. Repeating positive affirmations and repeating what God says about you can also help to heal that low self-esteem and to boost your self-esteem. And the last piece of advice is to change the story. So you have the power to change the story that you're telling yourself. So instead of it being doom and gloom, it can be bright and cheery. You're the storyteller. You're able to change that story in your head and you're able to make it so much better than what it already is. And that's all I got. I hope that was helpful in um, breaking some cycle of self-sabotage. 
I will encourage you all, if you feel like you suffer from self-sabotaging behaviors, find a therapist and really work through that because that is something that a professional can really help you through. Pray and ask God to show you if you are self-sabotaging and what those behaviors look like and continue to work on yourselves and continue to grow in Christ as he helps you to be better because we can't do this on our own. Like, share, subscribe. I hope this helped. Tell a friend, tell your neighbor, tell your cousin, auntie, and uncle and them. And as always, episodes drop on Monday. And I will see you all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening. Go ahead and share this episode with your family and friends. Don't forget to take the quiz on my website to figure out which Beyonce song matches your toxic traits. Go ahead and check it out at d-revolution.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-B-E-L-U-T-I-O-N.com. Thanks and see you next time.